for all, for all things ATL. ATL for everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you guys follow and download Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. And Bo, another week and another, honestly, maddening football game from the Atlanta Falcons. This team is maddening because I'm frustrated, but I'm kind of happy, but I'm also kind of sad. I'm optimistic, but I'm worried. Like, I really just don't know how to feel because the Atlanta Falcons were down 28 to three. And of course we saw all the memes and all the jokes on Twitter. And that's one thing we'll get into. But that being said, they almost came back down 28 to three and down 31 to 10 at one point. And we make it a 31 to 27 final score. The Rams get the win, but man, oh man, we had a couple of chances to win the football game there in the fourth quarter in the final moment. So, Bo, just like, how do you how do you feel about this game? I mean, two weeks in a row, we're just like, what the heck just happened? Well, first off, this is a a, a big day for Peachtree football because this is our it first is. Um, remote show. I would yes. say because I am live in Seattle. Yes. Um, where the team is, I, I I flew from L.A. last night with the team to Seattle, and so there we are, live from my ho- my home studio, or excuse me, my remote studio. Well, on working on the road for the week, um, not only for uh, Dukes and Bell nineteen on the game, uh, right. but for Peachtree football as well. And I'm sorry, guys, I wanted to give you guys some some views because I've got a great view of uh, I guess it's a, a, the lake that connects, uh, you know, that, that goes across here, but uh, a river it's or whatever. Shining it's out there in Seattle, though. And give me a nice light. But um, yeah, it's really bright, so we had to I had to move it in a little bit. But yeah, Dylan, I, I don't know what the hell to tell you about yesterday's game. I, you know, I was on with John and Hugh this morning, mm-hmm. um, promoting not only uh, you know me the station, but but Peace Street Football, and yes. I'm grateful for that. And I, you know, I was asked the same question, and I said, well, uh, you know, the first half I wanted to go home. Uh, I wanted to pack up and say, let's just go to Seattle now. Because yeah. it just wasn't, it, it just, it, it was, you know, you, you you take the open and drive and go right down the field. You run the ball well and, and nothing. And then Dylan, you know, you, you turn around in the second half and mm-hmm. you get down 28-3 and all of a sudden here you come. You have a good drive. Right. Um, defense creates a turnover. Then they got it back. They, you were able to hold them to a field goal and then just – you know, all of a sudden you, you, you make us come back and it was really cool to watch. I mean, so I don't know what I, I, I tell you what, what I came down to was grit, determination, mm-hmm. fight. And I, I don't want to just say the same thing every week, but really what I'm seeing is a group of young players on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm who have not learned how to finish and yeah. learning how to finish, learning how to close out a game, learning how to win a game late when it's all there. There's little things that you got to do all game that get you there. And then you do them right. in those moments and you win and do it. I think they're just trying to figure out how to get there. So to me, this is, you know, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead, but to me, you've got an opportunity coming up in what, six days from now yep. where you can really 
figure out and remember how to close out games. And that's kind of what I'm excited for. But I think we're just a team that fights to the very end. They show the ethos that Coach Smith is always talking about. It's just, and I guess I use that right. I tried to use it the way he uses it. But just, <laughs> they just haven't figured out how to finish yet. And I, I think that's my biggest takeaway is a team that never quits, that's still learning how to finish games. And when we learn how to finish games, you know, I'm not saying we're going to be division champions, Super Bowl champions, but but the, the future's bright. Oh, I'm right there with you, Bo. I, honestly, and I mean, things have already started to turn for me. My, my emotions and my heart and how I feel about this football team are already starting to change because, Bo, at this point, I feel like we honestly could be a playoff contender this year if, and this is a big if, if we learn how to finish because we have not learned how to finish yet, and that's one thing we have to do. You have a chance to do that in Seattle. I think you have a good chance to win. But right now, Bo, this team has shown that they can compete with the best teams. The New Orleans Saints, that's a team that's going to be in it. That's at least going to be a playoff contender. We we saw what we did there, and we just didn't finish. What we did just did yesterday against the defending Super Bowl champions. We were down 28-3 to and had them on the ropes in the fourth quarter, thinking we're about to go into LA and make an upset. We just didn't finish. So we've already shown we can compete with the best of them. This team currently constructed right now can compete with the best of any football team. Defending Super Bowl champion, playoff contender, it doesn't matter. We're going to well, be right there with them. We just haven't We just haven't learned how to finish yet. Well, to your point, though, look, here. here is – so your pass rush was non-existent yesterday. You did not do right. a good job. I, I, I was very disappointed. Now, I, I think that they got away with some stuff, including one play. Uh, there was one time – I think it was uh, – it was a big third down, and Stafford just missed. I think it was Cup or um, or, or Skolnick one yeah. on a um, on you know uh, it was big third down, and Grady Jarrett is right there, but uh, it was note boom. The left tackle has got Grady like this, and Grady's head is oh. all the way over, <laughs> and Grady goes to the you know to the ref like, dude, you got to call that. So that bothered me a little bit, but I was very disappointed in the pass rush because this offensive line was there for the taking. You know, but Brian Allen, their center is out, so Coleman Shelton, their starting right guard, moves over, and Tremaine Ankrum gets his first start. We talked about this last week. I think Mm -hmm. we talked about it Friday. We did. Ankrum goes down in the second drive, I believe. Yeah, and so AJ Jackson, who is you know he's 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 a he's a six seven two eighty five, so he's a little bit undersized. A little bit small for a six-seven guy, if that makes any sense. But, um, <laughs> but he had to roll, roll in at right guard, so that was there for the taking. But you couldn't get a pass rush. But the one thing the defense did, Dylan, I know we we're going to touch on this. They were able to create turnovers at, yes. at, at, at big times. Now the Brian Edwards, that was a bad throw or bad decision by Stafford. And but Brian Edwards, I mean Brian Edwards, excuse me, Casey Hayward. I don't know why I'm talking about Brian Edwards. Casey Hayward. <laughs> Because he was involved in the interception too, but Casey Hayward makes it runs yeah. the route better uh, than I believe it was Cooper Cup there, and 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 he's there in position and makes the play. But the the the, the turnover to me that was really big was Darren Hall, who had had some moments where he, he didn't Ooh, play, yes. he got beat a little bit because Casey Hayward gets injured at one point. Casey Hayward and AJ Terrell both got injured, and AJ actually came back in. Right. Um. But Darren Hall, you know, gets beat. So first down, it's a third down play first, and he has to wear it all to grab Cup. And punch that ball, and then after all of that, he goes and recovers it. So Troy Anderson, another guy who got his first playing time 
of his career in 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 a, in a regular season game. Yep. You know, he's out there. He was he got some he got in on some tackles, but this dude comes through, blocks a punt. I mean, he could have taken time. the ball from uh from from Riley Dixon, the punter, and okay. and then Lorenzo Carter picks it up, runs it in. So there were a lot of bright spots in that second half that I think we're overlooking because of some um, some plays that weren't made. And I get it. I totally get it. But, again, it's a young team that I think there's more talent than they've been given, but maybe they're not 1 through 53 as good as some of these top-tier teams. But, you know, 1 through, you know, one through 22, they're not far off. And, that, that you know, that's often that's, – that's a good sign, so – no, I'm definitely happy with how the team fought, came back, you know, show grit, show toughness, show fight. I, I love all of that. But I still find myself mad, bro. Like, I'm still frustrated because it's 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 just like – it's not just like the last game. It's similar to the last game in a, in a bit, but it's just the point – it's just the fact of that you're right there and you have chances to win. Now, I'm not quite as mad at this game as I am the New Orleans game because you're not going to make me – you're not. I'm not coming off the fact that we should have won the New Orleans game. I mean, well, look, hold we had to get a first down. Uh huh. But but look, here's the thing. We've seen we've seen them lose both ways. Up big, right. lose. Down big, come back, barely right. lose. So there's got to be somewhere in the middle there. And that's my point about finishing games early. Like yeah, you got to find a happy medium where you do the little things well enough to 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 finish a game off when you're up or complete the comeback. Right. Yes. And here's a little and here's a little thing that I am mad about. And I want you to tell me if I have a right to be mad about this, because initially and thinking about it more, you know, I think you just have to tip your hat to Jalen Ramsey. But the Brian Edwards interception, am I tripping for being mad at Brian Edwards? Because one, how do you let Jalen Ramsey freaking moss you at near the goal line? How do you not at least and I guess he doesn't I don't know if he feels Jalen Ramsey behind him or not. But how do you not at least bat that ball down? Or how do you just not go up and get that? Because he had an opportunity to catch that ball, in my opinion. Was the throw a little high? Yes. Okay, I understand that. The, maybe the ball placement wasn't great. But you're right there to make that play. How do you let Jalen Ramsey come over the top of you and moss you, Bo? Like, am, well, Ram- I, am I crazy Ramsey, for being mad about that? No, you're not. I, I don't think I don't think so. I, maybe a little bit. Maybe maybe <laughs> tempered a little bit. Because it was a great play by Jalen Ramsey. And you got to give him credit. It was. But look. Ramsey wasn't in coverage there. He 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 was um he was in the area and he saw the ball. He came over. That's a play where I keep hearing about. Well, I should do it to Kyle Pitts in a flash. Should do it, to Kyle. dude. You don't know what the route was for Kyle Pitts. You don't exactly. when when someone screenshotted me and sent it to me and when they wanted to throw to Kyle Pitts, his head wasn't even turned. He wasn't even there. I I I watch games differently because I am spotting during these games. So I'm I'm binoculared in uh, and I'm <laughs> I'm following you know, the ball more because I need, that's what I need to do to help my play by play guy, the great West Durham. You know, he's guys bet he, West doesn't need me, but I'm there just in case, you know, because <laughs> Wes is that, that good. But, right. but to your answer, to, to, to answer your question, Brian Edwards has to go up and fight for that ball. I, I felt like he did get, you're right. He, he said the term, he got Moss, but go up full extension and do everything you can to grab that ball or, or rip it or, or knock it down or whatever. And, and Mariota, that was a play where, look, it's third and 14. You're trying to get – I know that you don't want to get it all, but at that point where he was, from my vantage point, and I don't know that. I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the guy 
you know, Dean Pease is saying doesn't know football, like he said the other day. But, but you know, throw the ball. He threw. He put the ball up there for where he thought was a play where only his guy could get it, and his guy didn't go get it for him. Okay. And the other guy did. Jalen Ramsey showed why he's an All-Pro corner, and yep. when he's healthy, he's a top five corner in the league if not the best guy in the league and and I, right. i'm not sold that he's the best but i think he's right there um and so yeah you should be a little mad because i felt like we could have got a little more effort from brian edwards there but you know that that's that's part of it you got to go help your quarterback in that situation yeah so I, I, i'm that makes me feel a little bit better that i'm not completely tripping and again i know you you tip your hat to Jalen ramsey a little bit because at the end of the day he did make a great play he did go get the ball but daggum, I want Brian Edwards to go get the ball. So that, that was that was one thing I was pretty steamy over. Another thing I'm pretty upset about, Bo Morgan, is the fact that everybody is calling for Marcus Mariota's job. They're calling for his head. Like, why is everybody so upset about the play of Marcus Mariota yesterday? I don't think, honestly, he played that bad. The, both of those interceptions, to me, we just talked about the Brian Edwards one, the Cordero Patterson one definitely wasn't his fault. That was just a miscue by Cordero yeah, Patterson. I keep saying people say it was behind him. And, well, I, you know, I want to talk about that real quick before. Go ahead. I, 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 want, I don't want to cut you off, but. No, that's, go ahead. That's crap. The, the Patterson one where he has to get the ball out quick. He put a little bit on it. But if you go back, I, I, I read, and I love some of my, my, my fellow brethren that cover the team and travel <laughs> out there with them. Not with yeah. them, but travel out there to games. The ball wasn't behind him. If no. you If Come you go on. back and watch that play. Patterson turns his head and the ball's here and he puts he puts it he puts yeah. his right hand out. I don't know how the hell the ball's behind him and he hit touch and he, he pops it with his right hand, but he puts his right hand out. Exactly. And, and he and he kind of volleys it, hits his helmet, and it goes up, and you know, it's just a great play. Yeah. Uh by but I think it was Jalen Ramsey there. I know it was I don't know who I can't remember who it was. Uh I need to go back and check that, but it was just a yeah, great I don't play. Exactly who it, was either. it was a great play by but you know, by the by the by the defensive back, and that's one of those deals where I really get sick of let's blame one guy for everything, um, and and that's where you know that's kind of where we're at. It was Durant, by the way, who um, oh, okay, that's what who, who made the pick. But you know, that's kind of where we're at. But no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree that everything was. I thought Mariota missed some throws, and I thought you know he had a couple of instances. But look. He was constantly fielding low snaps yesterday for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know what was going on with the center. The shotgun exchange, but there were a lot of low snaps. And when you do that, mm-hmm. your eye come, you, you take your eye off the ball, and now you've got to reset and start going through. So your timing's a little bit off there. So that that affects a play with Sean Lizzie's. And I thought they, yep. did, they, 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 they there were times where they got after like the, the Hail Mary play at the end. Um, you know, Caleb McGarry just gets beat. Uh, there's a three-man rush, and he gets basically almost looked like he got bull rushed there. Uh, I had to go back and watch it, but I do know that that's what flushed Mariota out initially. And, you know, he had some plays. Mariota is not perfect or clean. But this is like this is something early in Matt Ryan's career. It was always, you know, oh, replace Matt Ryan's not this. Matt Ryan's not that. This is a shiny new toy. Everyone, all these Falcons – Fans and, and and I get it. I, I was lulled into that a little bit too, at, at one point in the preseason, where hey, this could be our Russell Wilson, you know? Yeah. But it, it, it's too early. It's too early. Because Mario is you're competitive. You're you're in games. You're just mm-hmm. not finishing. And so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not into that either. I'm with you there. 
Yeah, I just don't understand where where it's coming from. Like, what are you watching? Like, I don't understand why you think Marcus Mariota. Like, I saw so many tweets yesterday, and I know social media isn't real, but I was like, I've seen enough. It's Desmond Ritter time. Oh, put Desmond Ritter in. Desmond Ritter this. Desmond Ritter that. Like, what more do you think Desmond Ritter is going to do that Marcus Mariota isn't doing? And, like, first of all, Desmond Ritter probably wouldn't be able to make most of the plays with his feet. Now, I know Desmond Ritter is mobile, but he's not as quick and he's not as good. He's not as mobile as Marcus Mariota. So let's get that one thing out the way. And two, the throws that that Desmond Ritter will probably make, he's probably going to make more mistakes than Marcus Mariota is. And that's no shame on Desmond Ritter. He's just a rookie. He has to learn. All rookies are going to make mistakes. So I just really, really am am tired. And it's after two games, two games that you were competitive in, two games that you really should have and could have won. So that just really frustrates me. And after two games, two good efforts by Marcus Mariota, you got – People, not you, people are already writing him off and wanted him to be benched and all that stuff. So I just don't get it. So that's that's just oh, that just really frustrates me because I, I feel like some people just aren't watching the game correctly. Like, what are you watching? Like, I just don't dude, understand it. Dude, I'm telling you something. The people that claim to be Falcons fans aren't always Falcons fans. I've got guys right. tweeting at me in the middle of the game about what Matt Ryan did yesterday. And I, I and the second week in a row, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. You have to tell me, you know, oh, the box score. Well, I don't – I'd prefer to maybe see some highlights or some analysis. Right. See somebody that – maybe watch the game myself. I'm not going to read box scores. I know – I think Ryan was without Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman mm-hmm. yesterday. His top two receivers. It was a little – I don't – and I don't care what – look, as much as I love Matt and, yeah. and human being that Matt Ryan was and, you know, I, you know developed the – um, a, a, a small relationship with that with that guy, and I, I don't care what's happening. I'm in the middle of my game. I'm worried about what happened into my my team and what what my quarterback is doing. Exactly. But that's who these people are. They're trolling. They just want to hate on people. They're not the fans. They're not the people that we're talking to right now here on Peace Street mm-hmm. Football. That's not them. And so you know, and if it is you, let's concentrate on us and not worry about what the hell Matt Ryan's doing or anybody else for that damn matter. Let's worry about the Falcons. That's what we're talking about. And, you know, one of the things I know we need to talk about um, is this this Kyle Pitt situation. The other thing that the fan base wants to talk mm-hmm. about, um, the, you know, Kyle had a great rookie season yep. and he had a thousand yards. Uh, you know, he only had that one touchdown. But I need to go back and check and see what Kyle did through his first two games, because right now through his first two games, he's only got four catches. Yep. And I know it's driving people nuts. But I'm going to tell 19 you, yesterday. he's been targeted 10 times and people are going wild about it. But I think the thing is, is that Drake London here, the presence of a true number one receiver, mm-hmm. I think it's taking some of those targets away. And we always hear people are, we got to force feed him. You know, everybody else gets their guy that I, I get it, but. I want to see nobody. Won't, I'm a Florida guy, Florida fan. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is my guy. Oh yeah. Um, nobody wants to see Pitts more involved than me. Right. But Drake London is out here. He's got uh, he's got 15. No, excuse me. He's got 13 catches. I think mm-hmm. for 160 yards. Yeah. But Drake London's getting the job done. Other behind Drake London, Kyle Pitts has the most targets on the team. Yesterday, the second, it was Drake. Uh, I'm all over the place. I apologize. Drake had 12 targets yesterday, and he caught eight balls for 86 yards. Right. Kadaryl Hodge and Kyle Pitts were second in targets 
yesterday mm. at three. And so everyone else was, you know, two, 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 two. There's a one and one in there. That shows you something. that They're spreading the ball around other than at Drake. What yeah, you, no. What oh, do you want them to do? We're just going to force it? They're going to the hot hand. By the way, they ran the ball more times than they than they threw the ball yesterday, even when the game was out of reach. They were, they still had more rushes. So that mm-hmm. it was 27 to 26. So it's a balanced attack for the most part. I know the Mario's got to run in there here and there out of the pocket, but it was it was a balanced attack, but yet people are still unhappy. I mean, I, so, sometimes I feel like you, you can't make certain people on certain fan bases happy. So that that's one thing. But yeah, I love the fact that we have a balanced attack. And then I love the fact that we're spreading the ball around because think about it. And I and I know uh, this was my, Mike Bell actually said this yesterday on Dukes and Bell. He brought up, you know, uh, he brought up the fact of how many different receivers caught touchdown passes from Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl season. And that was because we had such a balanced attack. We had two great running backs in Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman who were having great seasons. We had so many different receivers we would go to and caught touchdown passes. I think it was 12 or 13 guys that caught touchdown passes from Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl season. So, obviously, that's the recipe. And people should be happy, for one. You talk about the whole Kyle Pitts, Drake London thing. People should be happy, in my opinion, that Drake London is producing like he's producing. Because think about this, and I don't think a lot of fans have thought about this. If Drake London starts to get the ball and he starts to be more and more productive, like you said um, just a moment ago, eight receptions for 86 yards and a touchdown and a two-point conversion, if he keeps at that production, then defenses are going to have to start game planning more and more for Drake London. And guess what? If people start to move their attention more to Drake London, then that'll open things up for Kyle Pitts maybe and all these other guys. So if you want Kyle Pitts so involved, he's maybe not so involved right now because the defenses are game planning for Kyle Pitts. When teams go into a a preparation week, they're like, okay, who is the one guy or two guys that we absolutely can't get beat by? Right now for the Falcons, opposing defense are probably saying Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. So they're making sure they're making it a they're, they're making it a, a a priority to make sure that Kyle Pitts doesn't go off on their on their defense. The Rams made sure Kyle Pitts didn't go crazy yesterday. And what did that do? They opened things up for Drake London. They opened things up for Kadera Hards, Lamade Zacchaeus, who caught a touchdown pass. So people just have to think about defenses are making sure Kyle Pitts isn't getting open. And with the progression of Drake London with Alameda Zaccheaus coming around, Kadero Hodge, that'll start to open things up for Kyle Pitts. You guys just got to be patient. Defenses are game planning for Kyle Pitts right now. And as Drake London keeps on progressing and he keeps on producing like he is, things will maybe open up for Kyle Pitts as defense start to gain, game plan for Drake London. So I think people need to think about that too. I think that's something te- uh, fans are forgetting about as well when they start to gripe about uh, Kyle Pitts not getting the ball enough. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. The fact that you got, you know, I, I said um, I was tweeting with some people who were angry, and I'm like, you know, a lot of things dictate what happens in a game and who they go to, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of that kind of such. But you know, like that, the coverage definitely dictates it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Kyle's. You know, Kyle's going to be there. The pass rush dictates. Right. You know, are they getting there quick? What's that? Low snaps dictate because now he's a, he, you know, he's a tick behind on it. There's a lot of a lot of factors that go in. Mm-hmm. And by the way, or maybe Kyle's just maybe because of the coverage, Kyle's seeing you know extra attention and he's he's not able to be open. And and Marcus just doesn't want to force feed the ball and right. have something go wrong. 
he did get seven targets last week. He's the second leading receiver as far as targets go. So, just got to be patient. It's also been two weeks, and I don't know if Kyle – I know this is going to be really – this could be a controversial thing, but I don't know if Kyle is the difference right now in you being 0-2. I don't. I think some missed, some missed opportunities on defense in week one, mm-hmm. some missed opportunities on offense in week two, Yep. not necessarily are Kyle Pitts things, but, you know, bad snaps, pass rush, some, you know, some missed throws. You know, you miss a throw, you miss a throw. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter who's there. So I just think there's a number of things. Maybe a receiver not making a great play on the ball, like with the Brian Edwards interception. So it's a lot of things that we can look at. But there's all, you know, negatively about that. And, and so us, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Maybe Drake London's Kyle Pitts this year. And maybe yeah. Kyle's got to figure out how to take his game to another level uh, and as far as, you know, getting open. But I just think, we, we just focus. We get so hyper-focused on one thing. I don't care who gets the ball as long as we win. I really don't. And I think there's 53 guys somewhere in the same building that I'm in who <laughs> that's all they care about is right. just whoever. whoever. They don't care who gets the ball. They just want to see the score with their, with their number higher than the other team. That's all that matters. So – you just got to stop getting hung up on this kind of stuff. It just, you know, it, it, it's really not what's what's causing us games. It's doing the little oh. things. Maybe the, the little thing is get Kyle Pitts one or two more. But it the force feeding the ball is not going to make you win a game. Okay? Just, it's just not. And people say, well, they keep dick. And I heard this. Well, Cooper Cup did this. He, maybe, just maybe, right now, Drake London is the biggest weapon on this team from a receiver standpoint. And maybe they are getting, you know, they're going after him. Cooper Cup had 14 targets yesterday. I think he caught 11 of them or something, but he Mm -hmm. had 14 targets. Drake had 12. So we, we fed our, what it maybe is our best weapon right now. So I know that Kyle's the babe, the boy, but maybe right now Drake is the guy. And I, and I'm sure that, if they see that they need to get Pitts the ball more, I think Arthur's going to do that. That's been his M.O. as a play caller. His entire career is he takes his best players and he focuses. That's why Derrick Henry wasn't an MVP candidate when he was when, – when, until Arthur Smith took over. Yeah. Matt LaFleur ignored him when he was the O.C. So, <laughs> maybe we have a little bit of patience with that. I, I, that's just me, though. This is me. I don't know. And- and no, I'm with you. And then two, it could be the fact of, you know, again, the the Rams, the Saints, they put their best secondary defender, best linebacker, whoever, they put their best guy on Kyle Pitts right now. Maybe people haven't thought about this either. Maybe the matchup that Drake London is getting is the matchup that Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota feel like that's the best matchup they can exploit. Because again, they might have who is their best weapon right now, on a matchup that they can exploit. So, and if you have a matchup you can exploit on island, we see it, we see it a lot of times. Say, uh, and God forbid this actually happens, but say a, a corner gets hurt and a rookie corner has to come in. Nine times out of ten, do we not see that quarterback go right to that rookie corner that just came in? Why? Because it's a matchup that they can exploit. And I feel like maybe that's what they're thinking they have right now with Drake London. So, again, it's just going to take patience. And, again, Marcus Mariota is – 
he this is his first season with the Falcons. He's still getting acclimated with these guys. I know they had the preseason and all that, but chemistry can still be being built. So again, patience is a virtue. Woosa, Atlanta Falcons fans. Kyle Pitts will get involved, and we just gotta be patient on it. Can can we talk real quick? I know we're getting uh we're getting up against the time, but can we talk real quick about the young guys yesterday? Uh especially on you know, all over the ball, really. We've been talking about Drake London, who's a rookie. We we talked about Kyle Pitts, who's a second year guy. But let's talk about some other young guys. Uh let's stay on offense first while we're there. But Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley get in the game yesterday. They have they have yep. some they have some moments, you know, uh where they were able to do some stuff. And then, you know, what I really want to go to is the defense. Because young guys are growing up. Troy Anderson gets his first playing time. And he had some, you know, he he wasn't knock your socks off, but right. he but he but he was in on some plays. He did his job for the most part. We didn't call his name for a negative that I know of, or I didn't see anything totally negative. But then he has a blocked punt at the most Ooh. end, almost Ooh. the most opportune time. Because yeah. boy, I tell you what, we thought we mentioned earlier, but man, that was I. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I got my my field my field glasses on, and I go. <laughs> He's gonna. I knew he was gonna get there, and uh, and he did. And that was just a great, great play. And Lorenzo Carter picks it up. D'Angelo Malone and Evan Katie both were in together. And re- remember, D'Angelo Malone was inactive last week. And I heard, yeah. oh, what is that? Of course, the negative Nancy's a you know. Oh, what's that say about their draft picks? Because you know, uh, Malone's not active, and I think. Um, Though, though, both those are the guys that DMPs are talking about that don't know football. Those, those are the well, guys right there who make those. I, I, a couple of them, I think, just want to be negative. Uh, I yeah. really do because I think I think it, I know them. I think they know more about football than they give off. But there's that negativity, right? Exactly. Um, but but Troy Anderson, I'm pretty sure he. I, think, I want to say he was active last week, but Malone wasn't, and he was out there with him and Abbie Katie. They were on the edge. They were they were they were in on plays. They were they were getting a little bit of a push. Nothing great, but these guys. You know, Michael Walker, I know he's in uh he's in year three, but he's still a young guy. Yeah, and, and he and, almost didn't get any what playing time and he didn't get that much close to no playing time in year one, right? I know he got he, a good he got some playing time, but not a two. lot. You know, it's right. a COVID year, it's a weird year, but not I thought he um had some moments where he was out of position, he got kind of juke, but when they needed it, he came out with a big interception, big sure play. Did. So, you know, he made a great play on the ball. These young guys are there. D. Offer was out there in on some plays. I think Dean Marlowe was in on a play where, where A.J. Terrell came back and, and made a nice breakup in the end zone, saved the touchdown. So, Richie Grant still yep. getting in. Remember, he didn't play a lot. So, these young guys are out there. They're starting to make plays. Abdullah Anderson, who I, can, I know he's been in the league for a couple of years, but he's, I don't know. That might have been Big his boy. first game. And by the way, comes in. Immediately starts making plays. I don't okay. know why. The, there, there must be something he's not doing to get playing more, but he's elevated, makes plays. So the young guys were there. That's that's what I that's what I keep coming back to because I'm as front, dude. I want to win more than anybody, but I keep coming back to they're they're in close games. I know it was a weird game yesterday, but at the end of the day, it was a close game. Yeah. And the young guys made plays that did what that got you back in the game. All right, so. That's a really good sign, and they got they had a plays in week one that that got you up to a big lead. Now they didn't finish either game. Man, it just feels like it's, it feels like he, 
It's like it's close. It's, I feel like it's coming. I, I, I'm reaching out to you, but I can't yeah. touch you. Right. Exactly. But I feel exactly. like I'm close. Right there. Right? Like, 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 like. I'm coming. Oh, there, where goes where my hand goes? But I feel like we're close. So it's just we're there. We're just so close. We're just so close. And you know, being out here for this week, a lot of I've I've heard coaches talk about these weeks where they're team building. And man, it'd be great if it's a team building opportunity. And maybe. You know, you build some more chemistry on here on the road, coupled with a team that maybe is right for the taking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, but I don't know, but man, man. Honestly, I think, and I always looked at the Seattle game as a game that we can win, and we'll get into it more on you know on Friday and and, and Wednesday as well. But I truly, truly feel like this is an opportunity to get your first win. And I know Dave Archer on the post game show yesterday. He was he he asked all the players at the end, you know, how do we get a win in Seattle? And you know, they all talked about, you know, just gotta finish. And they and it's not like they said they need to do anything new because this team doesn't. They don't need to do anything new. They've been doing everything to to be right there at the end. It's just the little things and it's just finishing. So again, this team, like you said, being out in Seattle together along with the great Bo Morgan, you know, I, I'm sure you're gonna help with the with the chemistry and all that too. And we'll get into that in a minute. But this team being together, you know, get more chemistry off the field. That's going to help on the field, too. I don't think enough people, you know, take for account, you know, how this uh, with off the field chemistry helps on the field. That helps a lot. So I really think this is a big opportunity for them to get a win. And, you know, they, they've gotten close these two weeks. And like you said, it feels like it's really just right there for the taking. So I'm feeling good about this week. And I'm feeling good about the rest of the season. This team, all this. Like you said, all they need to do is find a way to finish. They've shown they can compete with the best NFL teams. So I'm really feeling good about it, Bo. But le- before we close out, I, I want to know I want to know what the rest of your day is going to be like, Bo Morgan. I mean, are you hitting the Seattle streets? Are you going to the Space Needle? Like, what, what's what's the rest of the day look like for Bo Morgan? I know you got to do Dukes and Bell, so you might be in the hotel for a little bit on that. But, I mean, are you going to paint the Seattle town red when you get done with Dukes and Bell? Like, what's the day, rest of the day look like for you on the road? Uh, the rest of the day, and this is going to be really boring, but the rest of the day is, um, you know, I, my day so far uh-huh. is I woke up pretty early. And you know, we I didn't get in until, um, I think I got, I got in my room 10-something 10, 10 last night, Westeros wow. time, which would be like 1-something for you guys. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to set, I had to set my rig up for the on-air stuff for the station. Yep. And uh, then finally got in bed, and I was up at 4, 4, 30 4 40 this morning so i could do um the hit what, with john wait, wait 4 30 wet west coast time yeah goodness gracious which would be I, i'm still i'm not i'm kind of in limbo on the time on on timing right now i, I i'm okay. i've been on west coast time since saturday um but I kind of am somewhere in, but I'm probably more on like mountain time right now. <laughs> like body wise. Um, I'm, I'm a couple hours. I'm not quite on East coast time anymore, but I'm not quite out here, you know, three hours out uh, either. Um, but, but uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, if I got, I got in the gym already. So I've already got my workout in, did there my bell prep and uh, show call and everything. So I don't know what time is it out there. It's 12 o'clock. So yeah, it's 12 7 out here. Yeah, man, I'm probably gonna, um, probably just gonna relax, you know, clean up, and uh, I'm not going out until Duke's and Bell, and then honestly, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, Arch and I, 
uh, Dave Archer, who's out here, does Falcons radios, uh, the, the color analyst for the radio network and former, former Falcon and everything. And he yep. and I are probably going to find somewhere moderately priced <laughs> for <laughs> afternoon. Come um, on. I know that. I know that assistant brand manager wallet stretches a little bit. I know, I know it can no. stretch a little bit. You no, can you can go not. to the, all the restaurants with the with the with the four dollar like if you look at on Google Maps you can probably go to all the restaurants with the four with the four money signs and uh, not no, even more be like um, I'm going to two stars and and one dollar <laughs> um, restaurants I do know I've been out here I've been in I've been in this hotel before I've stayed out in this area before exactly where we're at um, West Coast we were on a Monday night trip uh, I think it was seventeen or eighteen I think it was seventeen uh-huh. and um, there's a Chipotle uh, right down the road, so that's probably that's probably got a I'm probably got a couple of Chipotle meals in my in my future. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know about today. T- t- tomorrow is going to be an exciting day because um, we are. I, I go ahead and talk about this. I know um, the, the the team. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're going. It's an off day for the team, and so yeah. I'm going to go cover the team. They're they're going to a, uh, a joint. I think it's Army and Air Force Base. Oh, nice. in the area and um i think some players are going i think some of the seahawks players are going it's going to be kind of a joint thing so i'm going to get to cover that tomorrow so i have some pictures and stuff that we'll um we'll put out and um you know just kind of uh we'll talk about it on wednesday and what that experience yeah. was like so that's that's a big tuesday but yeah today man's going to be kind of boring just kind of do i gotta do do some bell and then we'll go from there and just kind of you know make sure everything is uh good to go so yeah no, nothing nothing big plan for me actually i probably got to get on and do some managerial duties when i get off this maybe a call or two so yeah nothing big nothing big here easy it's a work day man i'm working dude all right well we go we go we go see what happens after seven o'clock you know that chipotle run might turn into a you know bow you know don't, don't be don't be surprised if you see at squidbilly929 where you can follow him. Don't be surprised if, you know, you see maybe a, a cocktail in his hand, him maybe out of the Space Needle or something like that, or, you know, somewhere out in Seattle painting the town red. He, he might try – Squidbilly might get a little wild after 7 p.m. We're we going we gonna to see. You nope. know, he says he's only going to Chipotle now, but I don't know if I believe that. It's a business trip, man. It's a business uh, trip. The team's uh, here on business, and so am I. There, there you go. <laughs> Squidbilly, straight business, and – our business is taken care of, at least for today, but we'll be back Wednesday. We will talk about Bo's adventure out with the Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks as they're going to uh, an, Air, an Air Force base or a military base, it sounds like, Bo. So we will hear all about that uh, experience on Wednesday. And, of course, we'll start getting more into the matchup that is Seahawks-Falcons Week 3 matchup in Seattle. So we'll get more to that. Again, make sure you follow and download every single episode of Peace Street Football. Make sure you follow us. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews. That uh, He, Bo Morgan, is at, at Squidbilly929. This is Peace Street Football. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. H-E-L. 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 H-E-L.